I'm Mako. And I'm DeFraze. And Cool is out on all platforms. That's my new album. And this is the album analysis podcast on Turntable Turn Teachers. Turntable Teachers. Turntable Teachers, baby. And welcome back. I'm Mike with the Turntable Teachers and class is back in session here for another pop-up podcast episode and I am joined by two lovely guests here. We have Mako, who if you're a fan of our show, you've seen him numerous times, either on your first podcast that you came on with us or your first guest speakers. This is your this is your sophomore episode pretty much. I'm honored. Let's do it. And joining us for the very first time is D Freight. Hello illustrious producer from Massachusetts, Ooh. has worked with many incredible artists like Latrell James, Cliff Notes. Um, I'm sure there's many others that I'm forgetting as well, but you have Oompa, quite... Oompa. Mako. Well, Mako, of course. Bloom. Would be yeah. here all day. We Would could be... We, we could be uh, that could be the, the episode in itself, right? Yeah. Um, hey, this is amazing. Thank you guys so much. Here at your home studio. So thank you so much for having oh my us God. here. This is really cool. So glad. To, for you to be here yeah Thank you, man. Thank excited you, man. for this yeah and we are here for mako's album analysis on his new album cool which just dropped just a few days ago yes and d phrase you're here because you of course produced pretty much executive produced this entire thing is that correct that is true i uh produced five of the seven tracks and and um kind of like saw the writing process through with mako from the beginning to the end so okay. yeah Mako, my first question is for you because uh, the last time you came on our show, it was mostly to talk about Good Grief, your EP, uh, back in 2020, and now you're here with this brand new project, Cool. So I'm curious of just the overall, we'll start with just the concept of the album and thinking about, you know, like, how did it really shape up and how did you maybe think about naming it Cool? And I know there's like, you know, added the adding like the excitement factor of it too. I'm yeah. just kind of curious of like, you know how you came up with this concept and your rollout has been really cool uh, no pun intended but it's gonna be a few of those there's gonna be a few of those definitely right. good question uh so good grief crazy that that we did an interview on that oh yeah you've been there since since kind of the jump um <clears throat> so cool is different cool is a lot different than good grief obviously that was a tough time in my life um you know all of my projects i think i have started with the name or even like concept yeah and then sort of made the music um and that's always sort of worked um but for this one i tried to do that again and i came into january 2021 uh after that whole period of good grief wanting to um there was this time i had with my sister and we were talking about childhood different things like who, who we are who we used to be and i I remember this, not not even this time, this period of my life where I'd wake up literally every morning and it was like a ritual to bounce on the bed three times and then like go down the stairs. And if I was wearing like windbreakers, I'd slide down the stairs. Like I was just like <laughs> psyched to be alive. Um, and I wanted to name the album Three Bounce Boy. Oh, really? And I even went as, as far as to, we were recording in Cambridge, January 2021. We had like a marathon session, me, the phrase and Owen. Yeah, uh, who you know? Oh, of course. And I got three medicine balls. We like blew them up. We were sitting on those in the studio, but it that kind of set the tone for like excitement and fun and kind of like inner child stuff. Yeah. But it grew from there, and it kind of ended up being cool. One because we wrote the song 
cool and the hook was great and it felt like a central like theme or mm. point in the album or, or what we were doing but I think I had been so heady in my last projects like Dead Center looking around was just heady Good Grief was super deep introspective and heady and something about just naming an album cool it's just like alright cool hmm. here you go like something like that like you try to maybe make this this one a little bit more simplified in terms of like rather than like super abstract that you've done in the past is what you're saying because I, I but I do feel as though there's like a, a deeper message with this one but mm-hmm. maybe it's a little less subtle maybe is that is that right than the first two yeah I can't I can't resist there's always going to be deep messages uh, as there should be yeah because I love making albums like I love I love concepts I love easter eggs all that mm. um, but I think what I wanted to do with cool at least was not like tell you so much up front like give you the project and l- let you like interpret the art whereas before I was kind of like the controller in me right uh, was wanting to control okay this this and this is it this is exactly what it is da, da, da. now listen to the songs but I wanted to surrender a little bit because I feel like if we go back to this album being about the inner child and mm. a kid's not going to do that a kid's not going to try to control it's kid's going to finger paint something and then oh look at this mom or dad, you know whatever right so it was that sort of deal cool here you go huh really interesting and it's, it's well then there's a little subtlety in that what you just said we'll get back to soon but i wanted to come back to something that Dephrase told me uh just a few weeks ago i mean it was about a month ago now when we were at uh sk and chis capo's mm. um album release party at nowhere studios where we were talking a little bit about mako and you had said something along the lines of that he really helped you get outside the box as a and like really push some boundaries and challenge you as a producer working with him has done that and so i'm curious for both of you and i want to start with you d phrase just as as a producer you know i want you to elaborate a little bit on like our conversation that we had about that like how has working with mako especially on this project cool how has it helped you to challenge you as a producer and be become a more well-rounded producer than maybe you were prior for sure yeah um that's a great question i think i sort of come from like this hip-hop background right where like i've i've worked with uh, a lot of different hip-hop vocalists and um through through like my time at ugly duck studios and sort of come from like this lo-fi hip-hop uh production background so mako and i had worked a little bit together in different points like throughout um the 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 couple years leading up to January of 21 um, and we had always almost connected but yeah. but not quite just me and I I was like making him trap beats or <laughs> lo-fi beats and then finally one thing led to another and he was basically like Dan I gotta start with a guitar riff like (laughs) every time like just come on (laughs) every time just like pick up the guitar and I'm like I'm a multi-instrumentalist like I like play keys bass like a little bit of guitar like a little bit of trumpet but as a producer I'm sort of like good enough to get by at everything and I was super insecure about my guitar playing so I was like Mako I'm not a guitar player like I don't want to do this music like I don't (laughs) I don't listen to this alt 
shit <laughs> <laughs> that you're on. Uh, but I like, I think we both sort of really opened up our minds and yeah. starting that month, I picked up that guitar and I tried not to put it down for a while. Um, mm. Still, like I went from tragically bad to, you know, mediocre enough to, I stressed them out. Like, to get by. I stressed them out for a while. I know it. It was a little bit. <laughs> it was a little bit stressful. But it was you stress. Have you heard of you stress? Uh, it's like no, no, no. E U stress. It means good stress. Ew. You stress. Yeah. Oh, ew. You stress. You. Yeah. You stress. <laughs> <laughs> like euphoria. Like that yes, same root. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Now, now we're getting. Ew. It's too much of like an English which lesson. Is here, I which in is Portuguese. <laughs> I had to come with a few words for the. Can I come with some? Yeah. Some, oh, yeah. oh, you got it, man. I gotta whip out my dictionary at some point. But yeah, so like, <laughs> I think like, okay, I went from. <laughs> <laughs> or like thesaurus maybe I don't fucking know um, but yeah like I I went from being like a, I am a hip hop producer who can do a lot of things sure to like I feel like pretty comfortable with indie alt but like sort of more importantly than just like the genre sort of finding out what what the vibe that the artist is bringing or wants to bring mm-hmm. and just really trying to go after that mm. um, and doing really whatever it takes yeah. and yeah. and i think cool and just like the process of making it and and what we are doing now is like has really really helped me step out of that box that's amazing and i think for you it sounds like it was it pushed you to actually gain some different skills that maybe you hadn't maybe refined as much as you could have mm-hmm. and now now that's this is this was like the project that helped you refine some of those skills if, if I'm if I'm pretty, pretty much summing up what you just said, and I think that's really sure. that's an amazing yeah. learning process, I'm sure for you, as somebody that has had as illustrious of a career so far in this industry that you've had, oh, especially in you. this in this scene. I mean, you are definitely a name in Massachusetts. I've uh, you know a name that I had heard of for quite a while, uh, right as we had just started the podcast. You were a name that kept kept coming up again and again. And then when I when I heard uh, through Mako, because you know Mako and I have had a good relationship, I'd say over the last at least two years. Yes, um, you know when I heard he was you know working with you, I was very intrigued by that, and was curious to see where how that was gonna go, um, because I do feel like Mako, this is your best body of work to date. Thank not you, that not that it. good grief isn't, and not that um, dead center looking around isn't either. But I really, for this one, feel like it was sort of an evolution sound-wise for you. And it really just felt like, just as from a sonic standpoint, um, just so much more dynamic than anything you would put out prior. Thank you, dude. So I'll ask, I'll ask you the same question. Like, how has... Thank D- you. Yeah. Of course, no, both of you guys, seriously, I think it's a testament to both your talents and mm-hmm. your willingness to work together. And also, you mentioned it too, like channeling that stress of making a project but channeling it in potentially a positive way that mm-hmm. you can actually like make it uh you know somewhat productive yeah so that really feels you know that's a, it's an amazing thing because i feel like when you're making any form form of art or creativity mm-hmm. like there's gonna be those at like those moments of stress and anxiety and like oh, you're just gonna start to maybe question or you may even butt heads a little bit i mean i'm sure mm-hmm. that 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 oh. happens <laughs> never Maybe, that. No, no, never. no, 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 never, <laughs> never, never, hundred percent agree. Never once, but no, all, all, all times. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, all times. But I was gonna say, yeah, it's it's very equal in terms of how much I've learned from the phrase. Um, I think it's funny because I don't want to go back too much on the old stuff, but I think the album you would think that would have worked the best is Dead Center, like, right? 
that's when I was most in the space of I think what uh, Dan makes. Um, and mm. so so it's funny that it ended up being this one where mm. we both went out of our comfort zone. But I say what what Dan helps with is beyond like pr- saying producer and the in the way of like instrumentation and beats uh he's a producer like vision wise vocal production like the whole the whole nine in the space that like he allows for me to just like push back a little bit or or you know have a bad day or whatever it is Mm -hmm. if you don't have that with a producer um it's hard to make magic because it's like you need to feel super artists are vulnerable i don't care what they say you know i'll speak for myself but i think a lot of artists are vulnerable yeah and insensitive yeah um so you need that space where it's like safe to just explore Mm. and then also i think um then reminds me that i can rap like i lost i don't know why i don't quite know why but i lost confidence in my rapping or just like was going through the stretch where I didn't want to. So on this album, it's more like used as like seasoning. I like to say. Yeah, I would agree with that. You certainly rap a lot less on this than you had in previous projects, for sure. Yeah, but you do put it in parts in ways that I feel like are really like when they're necessary to really break up the album. Like I yes. feel like I like to be intentional with it. Now. Yes, it seems yeah. very it seemed very intentional. Like specifically on a track like uh, Sky Garden, right? Yeah. Where you, in that back half, you really exactly. like exercise that lyricism yeah. uh, in a way that really just I think elevates the overall just like experience of a track mm-hmm. like that so because singing's yeah. powerful right but rapping is like if you got a story to there's tell. no better way on yeah. on earth to put to put it through uh, to put it through rap is the best bars. the best method Absolutely. I think you can bars bars just straight yeah. bars no yeah, yeah you, t- you paint that story through like the poetry aspect mm-hmm. of it right the poet the poetic nature of that rapping and spoken word can yeah, be right because singing yeah you're right you can get somewhat of a story you get more i think emotion you, yeah. can, you can paint more emotion that will have you crying right but. right but that story you will hear mm-hmm. from you know i mean pick your favorite you know, rapper of all time like an eminem yeah. a kendrick lamar yeah. a j cole right they're able to actually like give us a legitimate story you know, and then you can go back around like, the campfire. Type yeah, rock him right. I mean, you think of like old, older uh, artists, as, uh, hip hop artists as well. Biggie, right? They they told Definitely. stories uh, with their music. So, mm-hmm. and with this project, though, even I, so, I think that's amazing. Of course, that you guys helped each other get outside your comfort zones and really get, build some skills. There you go. Give you give yourself <laughs> yeah, some credit because yeah. this is a really great body of work. It's one of my favorite bodies of work that has come out in 2022 out wow, of Massachusetts so far this year. Thank like you. it's really for me like thank and I'm not just saying that cuz we're tight like I genuinely really fuck with the project. Thank um you. in so many ways, but especially with you, I know you were less intentional about uh the message behind this one, but I do feel like you still found a way to stick to that structure that you like of you so for example like with good grief we talked about on the last episode that we did two years ago now which is crazy it was almost two years ago no more over two years ago now mm-hmm. um where it was the the five songs and it was the five stages of grief yeah which was really tight anger denial depression bargaining acceptance yep. yeah yep super great and this one really is more so impedi- and this is about something that you've talked about pretty candidly uh, I've seen you on interviews um, with yeah. w- Windsor. Is that her name? Windsor. Yeah. Windsor. Shout yeah. I've Windsor. seen some of those yep. um, where you're very open about your OCD. Mm-hmm. You have, you have been open about your OCD yes. and 
and what what I my understanding is that this album, the seven tracks, is really a week span or seven days of dealing with OCD. And yeah. um, you know, for me, it was really interesting to hear a song like "Cool," where you're a little bit more confident. Like, I'm just gonna like try to be myself, remind myself that I am, mm -hmm. you know, worthy. I have value. But then some, you know, some of that those negative thoughts start to creep in on yeah. a song like "Flood." Um, and then of course it even, and then in, on a song like a Bella as well. Yep. And then it really just, I think the climax or really where it all starts to fall apart for you a little bit is on mm. that sky garden. So yep. I'm curious for just the OC, like the OCD side of things for someone that, you know, it doesn't really like I had, my grandmother had OCD really badly. Mm. Um, when growing up, it was something that I had to, you know, watch and witness, but it's never something I fully like. I think understood. Yeah. So for like the average listener, average audience member, who you know, whoever is listening to this or listening to your project uh -huh. that doesn't quite understand OCD, uh, take me through this album and talk to me about like, you know, maybe go into a little bit more depth about like how you structured uh, trying to convey this to like an average person that maybe doesn't know. Yeah. So I will, I'd love to give, um, myself credit to say like before I started writing the songs I wanted to do a week with OCD I'd say it's something that I realized toward the end that could be a thing because <clears throat> sometimes the art will will show you something in, huh. instead of you uh, you know choosing it and what became clear was like I had this collection of seven songs mm -hmm. uh, a few of them seemed like I was more tapped into my higher self so the best you know the best me and then a few of them seemed like I was slipping a little bit more into my false self or the OCD or whatever you want to call it. Um, and when I realized that that's, I ordered it intentionally that way just to show you what a given, like you said, what a given week could look like. So the album starts with cool and flood and it's high. Like, mm -hmm. and that's, let's just say I start a week like that and I'm feeling great. I'm feeling good today. You know, I'm in one of those places. I believe in myself. I feel, you know, pretty good. Um, and then, you know, it starts to seep, seep in a little bit. What, what did I say in flood? Um, what was the line that you, you referenced? When I had what reference. I have it written down here actually, where, um, you talk about, you, you said, uh, you can shake you out of your elements. Yeah, that was yeah. the one that I, you that I pointed at. My and that's what starts to happen mm. with, with OCD. It kind of, it waxes and wanes, mm. uh, something that comes and goes. Uh, I will say I've, I've, started over the past few months i've started to change my relationship like i might have already said my ocd but i'm trying to say ocd mm. not not you know uh not view it through a victim mindset but it's something i live with and it's chronic um and you can heal and live a good life with it but it's it's tough sometimes and um the album goes through that and then in the middle with sky garden the song sky garden yep. it says there's uh lilacs in the sky there's rain clouds in the garden and that's just showing you like that good beginning of the album can flip mm. and uh, Dan seen days where I've come in and I'm I wear it on myself like you can tell when I'm not doing well oh this is totally and I think we both do like yeah. and and but yeah I mean like with Mako I mean it's it's been I don't often have like the privilege like to get to like know the people I work with this well mm -hmm. and it's been um just yeah I mean like to watch 
you go through these like kind of different transformations mm-hmm. as like really informed like a lot of the production decisions I made on that interesting album too yeah yeah it's been cool to to get to know each other um but the last thing I'll say about that is it sort of resolves by the end of the album in a way augmented the last song on the album ends with it's only just as real as you think Mm. and that's to say like when you have OCD I won't get too geeky geeked out about it and get too technical but you have the part of your brain your amygdala is dysfunctional basically it's not your fault it's just it it runs higher and that's the part of your brain that processes fear so someone with ocd just has a a, it's like if you had a bum knee or something like got a bum amygdala um (laughs) and uh so it makes you you have obsessions and it makes you fixate on them be scared of them and that can lead to depression so it's a rabbit hole if you don't catch it right so yeah Interesting. Yeah, because I you see I, I like how you sequence it too, because as you mentioned, like and and I think anybody that's listening to this could mistake mm. that you're talking about like a woman or a significant other mm. or something like that, right? Where, you know, uh like and that's very typical. I think yeah. we like look at it, but you person you almost personify it in such an interesting way. You, you see yeah. you say things like, you know, you take me out of my element and then yeah. on the song Bella It's a bad girlfriend. Yeah, it <laughs> seems yeah, it seems like it. And yeah. then on the on a song like Bella though, there seems this like like you're avoiding it. Like there's this sort of mm. errant avoidance. Yeah. But there's such a contradiction to that avoidance because if I if I continue to avoid it, mm-hmm. then what will happen is Sky Garden where my whole world just flips up. upside down. And that's literally it. Mm. I was just talking to a friend about how with O C D you you need to run at your fears head on and avoidance is literally a term they use in like OCD and, and therapy and stuff and so many people do it when they feel a little bit better yeah they avoid whatever's plaguing them because they just want to have a normal life you know so I, I love how you caught it so well because we talked about it a little bit but you actually like listened and picked out more you know well that's why I love doing these episodes these album analysis episodes because it actually provides more context for the actual project and mm-hmm. like and yeah we've had those conversations but I think without those conversations that we had had I don't think I would have been able to piece it together quite and without knowing you yeah. so like it's I think one it's been great that you've put yourself out there in a way that you've talked about it you've gone on some of these other platforms mm. shared your story a little bit about it connected with other people that have it yeah. or are dealing with it and really I just think it's just a testament for anybody to like think about if you have a mental health issues right like Definitely. all three of us in this room I think would be I don't want to hopefully speak out of turn for any any of us but you know I would say just coming from me like I certainly have had my struggles with mental yeah. health oh <laughs> where can I start <laughs> <laughs> no I Same. mean yeah you guys know I mean you know specifically Mako we've talked about it I mean like all our listeners know like mm-hmm. I had I had a tough go a year ago and I talked about it and I was open talking about it came um, back stronger that's the thing right is like you come back so much stronger and I feel like that episode a lot of people come out still tell me to this day they're like oh that's one of my favorite ones wow. you've done yeah and it's crazy because that was my least like prepared mm. podcast yeah. i've ever done yeah where i just put the camera i just felt compelled one day i turned mm-hmm. the microphone on and i didn't touch mind you i didn't touch the camera or the microphone yeah for six months that's crazy and i just left it alone i couldn't even be in that space of that room wow yeah that I was recorded that I used to record and I still record some Brought things back in there. Bad memories and stuff. Yeah, not yeah. even that. Just I think it was like 
I had gotten so far to this place where I was just like, I didn't want to even be there anymore. Like yep. I, it was, there was like this almost fear of like, I've lost it. Like there's no mm-hmm. way, like if I go and do this, like I'm not going to be good anymore. Yeah. And, but that release was so important for me to do that episode. And I was a little trepidatious about putting it out, but then I did. And I'm glad that I did. Cause I had so many people reaching out, whether it's mm-hmm. from, you know, old friends from my hometown or musicians from yeah. Massachusetts or elsewhere that I've worked with yeah, or friends and family that were just like, Hey, like I really appreciate that you came out and said that mm-hmm. and talked about these things. Imposter and, syndrome too. Yeah. Yeah. Just totally just that. Like I totally have am, am I supposed to be doing this? Well, that's the thing. I had one of those moments like about a month before my seizure. I won't get into too much detail on it just for off the camera, maybe off air. But I, I had one of those like come, not come, I don't want to say come to Jesus moments, but like, am I doing this for the right reasons? Yeah. Mm. And also is like this process that I'm doing this, is it, is it like serving me? Mm-hmm. Right. Or is it serving the platform? Is am I doing this for the right purposes? Yeah. And I, and I got a little caught up in that for a little while and I couldn't get out of it. And then, yeah, you're right. I had that like, and I had never felt that before because I'm not a musician. I only just recently over the last few years, have started seeing this as a creative platform, right. Yeah. For myself. So, oh yeah, you're an artist. Yeah, I'm an yeah. artist in my own right, right? Not a musician, but yeah. I'm, you know, there's an art form to doing these things. I, I, I believe that now. Um, and I'm trying to be a little bit more just just easier on myself yeah. with these mm-hmm. things, right? Like, yeah. don't don't be so hard on yourself. And, and yeah, because that, that, is, that is a tricky, like, mindset to get out of, right? That imposter syndrome you're talking for, about. For sure. Yeah, I mean, I think, like, we both go through it at times. Yeah. I mean, um, like I said, too, like, just working with Mako has given me like the space also like uh, we became friends in this process yeah and, like, the space to also have bad days which isn't always my favorite thing but like just when you go through changes and like I think we all have like in the last two years mm. um yeah it just I've so many times I have like woken up and been like am I actually a producer am i trash like do i still know how to do the things i like used to know how to do mm. and yeah that's a i think it's just like i mean not to equate it to ocd but like what you you said about ocd about it kind of like waxing and waning yeah and mm. being able to manage those pitfalls is mm-hmm. super super important yeah and then to be able to put it into a piece of art like you have with this you know and i think that's why i, I that's why i want to do this. this is why i was really excited to do this particular episode because you know i think with with this context i think maybe people will go back and listen to this in maybe a different light yeah. different way than they maybe did you know when they when it just came out a few days ago right yeah i'm glad it's coming out after though because it goes back to that thing where like I don't want to overexplain this one, but I'm glad to talk. I'm glad to explain after. You sure, know? yeah, absolutely. But I love to give people one listen, you know, multiple listens on this, even then yeah. they'll see this and be like, oh, you know, absolutely. Hopefully, yeah, totally, totally. It's uh, so kind of on this same wave. I want to talk about a few of the interludes on specifically Sky Garden because oh, yeah. they, I know they're really de- near and dear to your heart, mm. and I'm really. Uh, I'm, I'm happy for you that you're able to include them. One from uh, Ram Das, who, you know, yep. is, of course, in this space that we're talking about, this kind of spiritual space. The late, um, great Ram Das. Yes, absolutely. Uh, and your grandfather. And my so grandfather, we'll start great. with the, like, another late, great, right? Yeah. Uh, so we'll start with the Ram Das one. And, um, so I'm curious for, you know, the purpose of putting that in 
and, and placing it where you did in the middle of Sound uh, Sky Sky Garden. Excuse me, not Sound Garden. That's a band. Um, Sky yeah, Garden, yeah, yeah. like before <laughs> that. Not Soundgarden <laughs> for the people at home. <laughs> Sky Garden. Sky Garden. Yeah. Putting it in the middle of that before that, like, hit, like really that sort verse. of that bar, that bar verse. Yeah. Right? So talk to me about the the Ramdas interlude, like the purpose. Definitely. Ramdas, uh, for those who don't know, um, spiritual teacher. Uh, interesting story. Started as a professor from Massachusetts, actually. That's uh, right, because he was Yale. No, Harvard. 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 I knew it was was Harvard. a professor. And then kind of during the counterculture tried LSD uh, with a professor, Timothy Leary. And then they, you know, lost their minds to find themselves and <laughs> all that all that good stuff. But yeah. um, he was amazing. And in the skit, I think he, uh, to paraphrase, it's like, um, or the interlude part is mm. he's like, uh, in all parts of the dance, your heart is breaking. And in all parts of the dance, there is joy. Mm. Uh, there are forces behind which one can which what one can see there are forces behind what one can see uh and then i start rapping and then at the end well we'll go we'll talk about that first i wanted that duality that he he talks about was important to me because it's kind of what it's such a weird time right now and sometimes simultaneously i'm feeling really hopeful and really just like what is going on like and those two things can exist at once so absolutely it spoke to me when he was like all parts of the dance your heart's breaking but all parts there there's joy it doesn't have to yeah. be black or white that's another thing i have a super black and white mind so i've had to unlearn that and him saying that is the start of me flipping this sky garden back to you know regular life right yeah oh that's so cool and then well i mean i, I well first off i just want to obviously uh you know a little bit on that like i completely agree with you because like there's there's so many things and going on in our world our country whatever you want to call it mm. that you could be so apathetic and just, oh, yeah. uh, you know, pessimistic about, right? And just feel hopeless in some of the things that are going on. Apathy is a disease. Yeah. And I don't blame people, but I don't no, know. No, no. It's hard. No, it doesn't. But it's hard to see, like, you know, some direction we're going in when some of these things are continuously happening, like you're talking about you know anything right like whether it's a mass shooting or you know a racial disparity or mm. um you know any sort of these sort of things that are going on in our world in our country but then there are there are beautiful moments too that happen and it's just yeah. like you said it's i guess what i'm trying to say is it's you're right where you can't it kind of goes back to the avoidance thing that you're talking about because you don't have to have ocd to avoid mm -hmm. i know plenty of people that just avoid their problems and they don't have ocd yeah and i think it comes <laughs> to it comes to an avoidance thing right because you don't want to avoid either side of it you don't want to be so hyper focused on the negative yes. that you can't see the positive but also at the same or time so too, toxically positive that, exactly yeah. and that is a thing by the way like toxic positivity toxic like, positivity is real it is real it is real i know people that are just like that will put the blinders on when these things happen it's a coping it's like a coping. it is but don't be sad yeah, yeah don't be sad that's yeah. not that's not yeah. it like yeah exactly like oh no no, no it's all good like yeah no, sometimes you have to no, no, I, and yeah, I mean, no, it's true. Sometimes you have to literally just, yeah, have feel that. It, feel it, it. Yeah. no, absolutely. I won't say who, but someone I was talking to recently was just has been going through some little thing, like some some not little things. I don't want to, I don't, I don't want to miscule them, yeah. but just said to me the other day, it's like I just feel like I need a good cry. Hell and yeah! I was like, I love that, right? Because yeah. 
I feel like, and then as men too, like, I think we see that as like a weakness, right? If we're yeah. going to come out and cry or say that we, we need to cry, it's, it's important to feel. I'll those. be out here crying on the record. I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> no, but it's true though, right? You gotta, you gotta have that, that perspective and, and be able to feel those things Definitely. or else it just, it, it bottles up. It becomes this mm-hmm. monster that you cannot get rid of. So, and I think Ram Dass understood a lot of these things and a lot of the, these types of spiritual teachers and wise. people that, and his yeah, guru wise. Yeah. yeah. Um, so cool. And then to pair it with your grandfather, what he said, actually somewhat like what your grandfather said a little bit more about serenity and all these really interesting mm-hmm. things. So um, where did that come from? Give me a little bit of background on that. Yeah. My grandpa passed in uh, 2018. Uh, amazing dude. He, he lived a long life. Uh, passed it. He passed right hours before his 92nd birthday, I think. Holy crap. Wow. Hours before. Um, That's a good run. Yeah, and I think that was cool. I because th- I feel like he went to go celebrate, you know, with his yeah. wife and all all the people. Um, but so when he passed, he had forty three years sober. Wow. Uh, in AA, I I can say that now because he's he's gone, you know. Um, but when he passed, um, he had a storage locker, and obviously the family got it, and I didn't take uh anything from him uh, that he had, um. I don't, I don't have a lot of like things. Uh, I like things, but I don't have a lot of things. And uh, but I wanted, I wanted his record player because okay. I was like just super. It's a cool record player, and it has a, a, it's a functions as a cassette player too. And so I got the record player, brought it back to my apartment, and there was three cassettes in it, no records. Uh, I think I don't know where they were, but anyways, the cassettes were, uh, two of them were. AA speaker tapes uh, or, or meeting tapes that had got recorded and I went through the first tape and I listened to it and actually this was before I got sober I've, I've been sober you know standing from alcohol and drugs for like two and a half years um, and I was listening to him I was I was like missing him and then I finally got to the second tape maybe like halfway through and it's what you hear on the song and he the the guy at the meeting asked Dan to come up and talk about serenity which is like a big concept in sobriety to, to, to be reasonably happy, joyous and free and stay sober. Mm. Kind of keep it simple like that. And he's talking about serenity and how he was on this beach on a business trip in Florida and it was raining. It was, it was crappy out, all that. It was stormy. And he looked up and he said, thanks God uh, for what you've given me. Cause he finally, those outside things, those external things, he found that moment of serenity, um, and he kind of made it made it through something. So that him ending it is like a it's like a sandwich. You got Ram Dass saying that thing, sending me into the verse, and then my grandpa carrying it out, literally mentioning the sky in Sky Garden, being like, "It's all good. Like you you can still find serenity." You know, it's like I'm kind of speechless. It's like really powerful that that. Thanks. Yeah, then that you, you know, and again, I hate to be like, you know, the everything happens for a reason guy, but like for you to find that, stumble across it, and then be able to use it. Crazy. I mean, I, I, I bet definitely you he, cried at that. Oh, yeah. I, I would be too. And I think that there's got to be, yeah, a sense, a huge sense of pride for there and uh, for mm-hmm. that. And I'm sure that, you know, he is thankful mm-hmm. wherever he is right now, uh, you know, okay. thankful that you used that and that you used it in such a way that we really honored him. But I mm-hmm. think also, again, brings up another 
really important conversation about addiction and yeah. you know and you're not even just with substances i mean you can be addicted to a lot of things there's a lot of things to be addicted to these days take your pick you seriously right it's a trip too though because um i just thought you know i thought pretty deep about it because it was a deep thing and it's it's wild to think i think it was in the 80s yep i think i remember it being like 80 something mm-hmm. so he i wasn't alive and to think like he was just saying that in a basement had no idea who I was. I wasn't born. And then the trip of it just like coming full circle in 2021, I guess we record 2022, uh, is wild. Yeah, like it, I, is. it makes me wonder. I'm saying something right now. Who knows in 20, 30 years, a nephew, whoever, someone is going to be using a clip from that. You know? You no, absolutely. Know. No, you, it's very, you're absolutely correct. And I think for you, in the time that I have known you and gotten to know you, I, I would say, pretty well i think you're one of the more closer uh artist relationship friends that i have in this industry thanks man um oh, thank you i agree, too. I agree. I, uh, thank you I, oh, so cute <laughs> and the phrase is getting there yeah well yeah. i think we're, i think we're getting there too oh, for yeah. sure no absolutely and it's really really great and but what i've always liked about you a lot is how deep of a thinker you are mm, i think that thanks. is one of the things that catapults you into the direction of like being a great artist and just the way you are so mm. i mean i just i'm i'm glad you've been able to have that experience and put something like that on a project and make it really feel like it's impactful right Thanks, and yeah. that's and i felt it for sure i think anybody listening to it i'm sure hopefully will feel it as well um Hell yeah it's, I'm, it's amazing i'm excited to explain it too because that's if anything about the album i really wanted to explain that so yeah awesome i had I'm to get up on my soapbox for that there you go oh i'm so <laughs> glad yeah. for that man and, and just the way it all came out um also shout out to dan because it would have been neat to. It would have been cool to hear my grandpa just say that with no instrumentation, right. but the production around that. If yeah, you want to talk about that, yeah, I mean to. that was a journey because like mm. that was sort of the. I knew like for I I think we we were about to wrap it on um like the like the the production and the mixing behind cool, um, and I called. Mako one day and I was like dude I don't want to freak you out but like I just like I have to be a hundred percent about everything on this album because I feel like yeah. it's like really like our baby and like I can't really put my name on something I don't a hundred percent believe in mm-hmm. and there there were a couple of other instances but mainly with Sky Garden I was like dude, I just feel like 80 to 90% on it. Like, mm-hmm. I don't feel like I did the outro justice um, in terms of like the production. So that was really like a journey. Like it was just like an eight bar loop of kind of like just a, a keyboard that might've been like a similar instrumentation to the beginning of the song. Um, but it just felt static mm-hmm. and like it wasn't carrying like the message that you just beautifully described forward and so i spent like a couple of days in here just beating my head against that song and then eventually it all kind of clicked and it clicked when you actually got on the microphone and started doing these like angelic vocal layers the harmonies yeah and I kind of like looped those and um, 
transform them into the into like what what ends up being that sort of like super orchestral outro and then the the piano sample that comes in when you start rapping just like an aside that came from i've got this like shitty little micro cassette recorder and i like say it's like shitty because it sounds so bad but it sounds so wonderfully bad which all of us like <laughs> lo-fi people like it's just kind of like broken enough that it will play back but yeah. in a in a really like warbly like um that's awesome Bruh. nostalgic yeah. way so i actually recorded a little bit of dave's piano mm. um in the studio where matt made good grief yeah shout um, out endless noise and dave chapman, dave chapman. another huge part david of the k. journey chapman. david k we love you david k chapman um <laughs> so just like to kind of like bring that full circle mm -hmm. like right. um Crazy. and just like the way that we weren't super connecting like at the time that you had made good grief yeah. and for for us to can we talk that about that back. quick? That's interesting. Can, can we talk about? Can we talk about this? Is, that this part? is your album analysis yeah. episode? I would love to hear that. No, just just quick because again, I don't I don't want to. A lot of the cool is about excitement. A lot of, about finding a silver lining. A lot about kind of like getting out of um, any sort of victim mindset. But I think it's important to mention for good grief. We during that period, Dan lost his mom and I lost my dad. Wow. And then we tried to make music two months apart. Two months apart. Oh, wow. Yeah. yeah. And I we tried that. to I make knew that about you, but I didn't know that about yeah. about you. Wow. And we tried to make music, and that was what Dan sort of meant at the beginning of the interview, saying like we weren't connected, like it wasn't working, whatever. It wasn't just the sound. It was like right. I think we came together expecting to be like, yo, we we both lost someone super important. You would think it, we'd make good grief, but yeah. we came together and like there was nothing. I think we were both just too like hurt. Too. I was it didn't like work. empty. Yeah. yeah. Like, yeah, I can yeah. see that because that's, yeah, because you have sometimes it can go that that way where mm -hmm. you have two people that don't have any an, anything to enough give at that, enough yeah. to give at that point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Wow, but just like fully gassed, gassed. Yeah. Well, yeah, I mean that's a tumultuous time in your life to lose yeah. someone close to you and lose a parent. That that's, I I can't fathom it. Um, you know, I, I'm thankful that I've had as much time with my, my mother that I've had. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't want to get too much into my stuff cause it's not about me, but like, you know, I, I'll just say that like, I'm thankful to my mom, like, yeah. cause if without yeah, her, you know, there would be a lot of, I'd have a lot of dark days too. And there'd mm -hmm. be a lot of, I think I'd be on E as well if, you know, if, if, she, if I ever lost her in that sense. Yeah. So it's like for you guys to have that outlet, but then, but then as well though, in the, like I guess you weren't ready then, but you were you're ready now, or you you have been ready, ready yeah. throughout the time that we you have made ready. this. We're ready. Two years. I don't care what anyone says. Two years, and there's no, it's not black and white, but two years I think to, like really grieve someone. Yeah, and it still happens. It's it's, it's still yeah. You it still have your still days. Does I'm sure, happen, but, but I mean, like when when we talk about silver linings, like not to get super off topic, but like. I am now closer with my dad than I ever have been. Like wow. we had a really tumultuous mm -hmm. relationship. Yeah. Gr growing up. Mm. And I'm like, I was a lot closer with my mom and just, I can now kind of like help him. Like, I mean, we're, we're all at the age, like where 
our parents are getting older. Exactly. Um, yeah. In ways that I just like the capacity wasn't there mm-hmm. for my mom. Yeah. And like, I think we've both sort of had these rediscoveries of parental relationships yeah. Um, because that we had these like untimely losses. Yeah, absolutely. Wow. That's damn. I mean, I, for me, just for you guys to be so just outward about this on this, like, on my, on this platform, like I just genuinely appreciate mm-hmm. it a lot because I think anybody that is listening to this that has suffered loss or yep. any sort of, yeah, any sort of grief you're mentioning, I think this is just good to hear. I think it's good to hear more people talking about these things because it is again but it's challenging right it's challenging to discuss and challenging to hear but also but i think it's great that like you understand that artists again like you said are extremely sensitive and yes we've all gone through a super tough time since march of 2020 no matter what you've dealt with exactly who or or you you uh, have or have have not lost mm. and i think it's amazing that you give us this platform to intersect our art with our experiences and you really really provide a safe space thank so, you man. yeah no, like, I, thank you for that no listen i mean sure. that's that's the that's been my whole point because i feel like it was just a little at least in this area i mean i'm sure there are platforms that do things like this but i feel like at least in this area it was there was a loss for that because there's there are some great platforms in this area i'm not going to sit here and say that that you know that you know we're the only one i mean there's plenty definitely you know there's but yours is unique yeah and that's the thing like i was i'm just we're just trying to find our place in this Mm -hmm. and it's always been i mean the first time you came on my show and and are on our show and um, it's always been that way. That's yeah. how, that was the whole point of me. I've always wanted to, you know, let's talk about the music, but let's talk about like the real life shit, man, mm-hmm. that just goes into making music. Let's not just like talk about, okay, what inspired that track? Like really dive, really yeah, deep, dive deep, deep about it. And, and I, you know, I think what has brought us closer or made us close in general mm. is just because I feel like on, on some level, I'm a deep thinker too. Yeah. So like having that, tell that, yeah. that other person, yeah, I, sometimes to my detriment, but in, in oh, the, same. But no, it, I appreciate that if you saying that that Dan because it's really my goal in this you know, whole thing to do is is yeah. create these safe spaces to have these comfortable, deeper conversations that can be more impactful going forward. Because at the end of the day, as much as we are a music podcast, I want to be an educational podcast too. Mm-hmm. That's 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 the duality of the platform. Amazing. So not to get too much about about me, this is about if you, you keep guys. Saying, no, if that's beautiful, though. first yeah. of all. And second, if you keep saying words like trepidatious on the podcast, it will remain educational. <laughs> I'm still trying to figure out what that meant. No, <laughs> no, but yeah, I think like, we're gonna have I to have a. Vo- that I would have to pull out a dictionary at some point. <laughs> we'll have to have a vocab <laughs> lesson. The vo- so all the definitions for every big word will be at the ending credits of this podcast. <laughs> Make sure you check flowing. them out. They're, yeah, 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 like credits. Yeah. <laughs> right but I wanted to add, sure. like, we have to, I think, uh, touch on the the grief and the loss to tell you about the other you know it's like the whole uh sunny days wouldn't be special if it wasn't for rainbow Mm -hmm. yeah um i think and to go back to deep thinkers i think sometimes there's a place for it i'm again you'll hear black and white a lot in this because i'm trying to not be so black and white like and we talk about this like i'll be like oh i want to make a something and and sometimes then it's just like dude just let's just make a song if you rap you rap if you sing you sing like I'm trying to pull back from that a little bit but what I was gonna say is 
sometimes it's good to think. Sometimes it's good to just feel. Mm. Um, so true. And cool awesome. is a lot. There's concepts for sure. Like I just explained a heady concept, but but infusing I think is an energy of like feeling. Like mm. let it fly. Like it's just a feeling. I don't know. Yeah, because I oh. feel like with this album. You can just enjoy it for the music. That's what Where I needed. Good, I needed to be like that. That's a good point because mm-hmm. I feel like good grief came with that heaviness. You got to be in the mood. You're mm-hmm. not throwing good grief on at a party. On that tip about Maybe raspberry. deep thinking and cool, like, do you remember the back and forth that we went on mm-hmm. in choosing the album title? Mm-hmm. And you, you initially were like said like. I want it to have something to do with excitement. And then we were kind of like playing on yeah. phrases that had cool in it. Yeah, real quick, uh, I just want to – we were talking about excitement, and I feel like it's important to – people are probably like, what about excitement? I have a mentor who is like – is real spiritual, real real wise. Um, I could like only hope to be as wise as them. But um, they say that excitement is the barometer – to the divine will mm. of the universe mm. or in other words excitement is a compass if you if you follow your purest excitement you have two options in front of you realistically as you can follow the one that excites you that's going to steer you closer to your purpose that's the gps mm. so when i said to dan like i want to i want this to have to do with excitement it's cuz that impacted me so much i started thinking when i had two beats in front of me or two opportunities you know, fuck their, like, what excites me more? And I think that ties into the inner child because that's what kids do. I've talked about this in posts and captions. That's what my nephew does. He doesn't weigh it in a way. And I know, you know, sometimes you need to pick the option that doesn't excite you because you need to survive or something like that. But reasonably so, I think in my life, I really lately am trying to pick what excites me. So anyway, I just wanted to put that aside and, but the title. Yeah. I mean, no, I think like that leads perfectly into just what I was saying about kind of the, like the back and forth about choosing the title Mm -hmm. and including excitement in it and how that has to do with cool. Mm -hmm. And then eventually just like landing on the word cool, which is, which was like the first single Mm -hmm. and ends up being like the title track of the album. Yeah. I think that's just so, it's just so funny about, thinking and deep thinking and overthinking <laughs> and then we're like cool cool <laughs> it, and, and then it's a paradox i like, love how you said that that's actually that's actually hilarious yeah it's, but in like a really like interesting way i don't know, I don't know how to explain you know that. what I don't know if I'm that when right, he but. when he mentioned it like what if you name it cool the first time he said it i was like are you kidding i'm gonna Dumb. i'm gonna name it a seven syllable word that's you know, I don't know. <laughs> Some <laughs> philosophical. He, so he was like, "I got Mike on the phone right now, and he's gonna give me he's gonna give me all a the word. seven syllable words he knows." Trust me. And then trust me. Yeah, but uh, no, it's cool. It's, it's cool. cool. It is cool. cool. Um, I do want to talk, obviously, about the short film. Yep. And flying, you guys flying out. Did you go with him to LA, or was it just was it just you? No. Uh, no. I. We won't get into that. But oh, we won't I, get into that. that no, was, there's really I, no story. I just struck a chord on turntable teachers. Hey. Oh, no. I a was chord. there for like two days, and we started to make some stuff, and then I had to fly back. No, no the film. Oh, the film. Yeah. Oh, this is awkward. 
This was for a, a trip no, I wasn't there. to make music. Yeah. Okay. Oh, okay. But, Sorry. Yeah, I'm yeah, asking about bad. the short film. The That's short film. The first short film you made. So Dan didn't come because okay. you were bit. What were you doing? I was like, I had like. Oh, you had a trip coming to LA like what a w- couple weeks after? Yeah, 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 exactly. So it would have been yeah. too much, and you fair know, enough. Dan's a busy, busy, busy dude. Yeah, it was just much. like a lot of rescheduling mm-hmm. that would have had to happen. And, Trust know, me, I pleaded. Dan, I, I really you gotta come. I like feel guilty. I feel <laughs> no. the retro guilt. <laughs> no, now. it worked. It no, was... no, no. I feel the guilt that I felt then. Now it's coming back. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, you don't have to feel guilty, but no, it it. All the skeletons are coming out yeah, right now. Really, all the skeletons really in the closet, about. they're coming out. <laughs> so no, the the short film. Yeah, it's not out yet. Of course, it's gonna be the skit that I dropped recently. But you're in the skit. I am in the skit. Which was awesome, by the way. Great Smiling. job. Incredible. Acting. You, Bella. It's not pink. It's mauve. Dude. That's, that's the, yeah, the Miles thing. Davis thing was hysterical because yeah. I think everybody knows that phrase from the Adam Sandler, that, that um, Adam said, the Billy Madison movie. Like, oh, if you ain't if, cool, consider yeah. me Miles Davis. Pee, like, and if you, pee in your pants is cool. Yeah, pee in, yeah that, that's the exact yeah. one. And uh, you killed it. Oh, you, man, you, you, Bella, and my compiled thoughts, you guys definitely need mm-hmm. some type of Oscar. Shout out um, Damien, Artie, wow. uh, Ian, and, and Kavya, too. Not as good of Owen, a... Not, too. Oh, yeah. Owen. It, on, on the sound. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Not as good of an actor as you were in our skit, but... I agree. <laughs> I agree. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> well, all I, so did it, all I did in the cool, <laughs> the cool skit was sleep. So no, I you didn't hope, do shit. I hope were, my sleeping was convincing. But. It was. It was. <laughs> and I wasn't sure if you looked like passed out or sleeping, like because you literally weren't. You weren't breathing for a little while. Really, I was a little concerned. Uh, see, I wasn't sure if you were. Leave just, it up to the people. Yeah. You gotta have like the chest going up and down, I was or trying. people aren't was, gonna like think tough. you're actually sleeping because you know you don't yeah. think about your breath. I mean, Matt. I mean, if it's sleep apnea, then you should really get that checked out because like that's I might no actually joke. have that. I might actually have sleep apnea. I. I this is a. P- this is a PSA. Like, if you think you have sleep apnea, if you think you have, yeah, we'll, we'll sleep study. call the call the number hospital. below under under the go to the sleep studies group at Mass General Hospital <laughs> at five oh no. Okay. Um, really though, that's a serious five oh eight five oh eight. No. Oh, that's six one seven. Six one seven's Boston. Five oh eight's like out in like Worcester. Yeah, no, five oh eight's back home for me. Oh, okay, fair yeah. enough. Fair but anyways, enough. we got off the so the the short film. Not to give too much away about it, but just yep. talk about how yeah, it maybe about it. connects to, to like the project. Yep. Um, so I wanted to take on more because I was in a position where um, I had been laid off from my job, my corporate job, and I had some time. Uh, and luckily I had a little cushion to live. And so I thought I've always wanted to make a short film. Um, I, have, I feel like I have a story, um, a concept. And the concept was like to take me uh and the character i play is just like an, a little bit of an exaggerated version of me more fearful more ocd-ish m- more rigid uh and then centoria who's an incredible artist singer just crazy talented uh out in la um we had known each other a little bit we connected through haji uh, oh haji yep haji gaviota i love who's haji the homie. Gaviota. shout out haji shout out haji Shout uh, out Haji. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so connected through that. And I think Centoria uh, heard Don't Listen to Me. We started chatting a little bit and just respected each other's music. Uh, and then when it came time for Cool, I just hit her up because for me, I knew that we like, we had um, 
chemistry as people and friends meaning like it was comfortable to talk and i didn't want to like for the the other character in the film sure it could be an amazing actor but if there was no sort of like if we couldn't joke if we couldn't just be comfortable then so anyways she plays the other character uh who's more like this muse almost like this guy spiritual guide love interest it's all sort of unclear it's wrapped in but basically i'm a painter in the beginning of it she's the model i'm painting and i can't get anything on the page or uh, on the canvas like i can't get a stroke down because i'm looking at it i'm trying to make the first stroke perfect and she sort of finds a way to get me to leave the studio tricks me kind of tricks me throughout the whole film and i transform uh, by the end of it i'm something different so i'll say that yeah. huh. interesting and I, and that's yeah and i think that that you playing on to some of those themes that are in the album also in the film mm-hmm. is a really cool tandem and that's the other quick thing i wanted to talk about too is the rollout yeah. i think you're i think many people i've seen many people say this i've talked to some people uh behind the scenes that not like behind your back or anything like that <laughs> but kind of that's okay saying but no all good things like literally people keep when we, your name pops up in my in my conversations people are saying Yo, his rollout for this project has been amazing. Oh, that makes me feel good. No, I'm it's going hard. I'm I'm going dead hammer. serious too. Like people, like some of you that are listening to this, probably that know that you've had these conversations with me. Heath two forty. <laughs> um, no, I'm just kidding. Heath. Ah, uh, shout out Heath. But no, we were talking about that pretty recently. Of like speaking how, of good rollouts, Heath, keep well, it up. He he does his rollouts are incredible too. But like no, I I think your rollout has been really interesting. It's been very like mm-hmm. proprietary. You know, like it's, it's you, when you see it, you just know, like the color, the blue, the branding. Thank you. The the color blue Mm -hmm. has been so significant there. The jacket, which I definitely want to talk about because we had that conversation, some really cool elements from the jacket that I want to briefly, I want you to touch on that too. But like, yeah, the rollout has been amazing. That wasn't really a question, just more of like a congratulations because I really have enjoyed and I've enjoyed being a part of it. Thank oh, you for letting me be me. a part of the skit yeah. that we just put out too. I really amazing. appreciate Thanks that. Thanks for doing it. Yeah. Oh, it was it was amazing. Yep. Um, I'm 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 so blessed to have been a part of it. And um, dude, yes. I'm so happy about the rollout, or that you think that about the rollout, because it's it not is, just me. I'm telling you, it's a lot of people feel thanks. that way. They yeah. really do. Um, you know, because I think what that the result of that is practice. Sometimes I forget. Like, I'm no. Uh, I don't consider myself a vet, but I don't consider myself a rookie anymore either. Mm-hmm. I've been making music for five years. I have almost a hundred songs out between Mako and my old band. Um, so I've been practicing and that's part of it, but also part of it was giving myself more time. Um, I didn't, I used to do something in three months and try to do the rollout to this, to that, everything and put it out. Mm-hmm. And that served me then because that I need to learn that way. But, um, I took my time here and and we even like when we wanted to be done with the album like the sky garden skit and stuff we took our time mm-hmm. and we trusted that when it would be out it would be out uh and also just like sobering up um not even just literally like just getting more like grounded and fo- and being like i just need to do something yeah i need to roll this out and let's do it i used to be so up here about it that i'd be too anxious and couldn't make a decision you know right 
there's it seemed like really just a, there was an intent and a mm-hmm. focus oh, yeah. with it you know very very uh intentional with what you did yeah. and it paid off i really do i think i think the rollout paid off i think everything you've done branding wise with it has been incredible <laughs> tell me a little bit about the jacket well tell our listeners about the jacket i yeah. and and your fans because they need to know some of the background mm-hmm. of what we talked about a couple weeks ago when we were together uh filming for the skit that we dropped yeah um did you have anything on the rollout um oh sorry no, no, I just, I just see like Mako. I mean, so I'm with this guy a lot. Um, too much. And me, <laughs> sometimes. They, um, a lot of people and, say they can only take me in small doses. Oh, but I got you in big doses. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, uh, yeah, no, I mean, just to, like, I think one thing that's made me really believe in Mako so much and like want to want to dedicate so much time to this project and just like the future projects that we do is how much he believes in himself and I think there's like people I work with a lot of people who are super talented and don't believe in themselves and I work with a lot of people who maybe this isn't it as a career maybe um and like they they kind of have these unrealistic mm. viewpoints of the um how strong their art is mm-hmm. and that's like not to knock anybody like i think that everybody no. should make their there. own art i've been there same yeah you, you like sort of have to think your stuff's amazing but then it has to keep getting better. But know? like not right. Yeah. So that, that like, self-awareness is lacking yeah, a bit. Yes, and, yeah. and not only do I truly believe in your music, like I really believe in your, like your belief of yourself. Mm-hmm. And I mean, of, of me at times too. Yeah. Like, oh, I like believe in you. He has like really helped kind of carry me through tough times as well. Um, Thanks, just in terms of like, again like we kind of touched on imposter syndrome before so to see you literally go so hard this kid's on tiktok all the time yeah. he's just doing the talks like just doing the non-stop talk. annoying like, annoying how, dan how many have you posted in the last since <sighs> since that one video mm-hmm. that kind of blew up yeah my first tiktok blew up it we was... talked about this when it can when it happened oh, right, right. when you made like the other account Yep. Like, not a burner account, but just, like, yeah. a separate one. And then, of course, that one blows up. Because I had a hunch. I was like, I'm I'm posting pretty good content on this. And I think I just, the algorithm got messed up in the beginning because I was posting about a bunch of stuff. And then I made a new account, made a, like, Goodwill Hunting joke about being a janitor, and this is my first song. And it blew up. And that put the battery in my back. And then, yes, to answer you, I think that was March 18th, 19th. Yeah. And so it's been three months, and um, I haven't blown up. But there's you know people on TikTok who get a million followers in a week, but um, mm. but it's helped a ton. Mm. And I've posted I think a hundred times. But what I've done though it's is the consistency. It's consistency. And but it's going back like to mental health. Yeah, it's burnt me out a couple of times. I'll be real. No, it does. Yeah, but yeah. I had to the find a way. The social media game is is a slippery hard. slope. Yeah. It can be a slippery slope. It can be very slippery. I, I like stopped entirely because mm-hmm. I was like I can't be myself right now and mm-hmm. do this so yeah. yeah i can i can be um stubborn where like i haven't felt like myself a few times but i want the music to get heard mm-hmm. so Absolutely. i kind of justify it no justify it's such a double-edged sword with it's that yeah. sword. it sucks totally. it's but i'm hard, very but aware of it lately like i love the uh the absol line where he says uh 
you do the drugs don't let the drugs do you mm. and just substitute drugs for social media like or anything for do, that matter. do tiktok don't let tiktok do mm. you that's that's good that's, so that's what i'm on but yeah it has helped a ton it's got I, I don't even you know i'm not even like totally co-signing tiktok but if you're not on it just maybe ask yourself why might not be your thing but it brought me from i think five six seven hundred listeners in march mm. we were we were below a thousand i'm almost certain and now today i'm at uh like fourteen thousand. i was about to say yeah i was i saw earlier it was like 13 and some change and that Mm -hmm. was like a couple of days ago yeah so yeah that's as of a week before before the album drops yeah which is a great place to be yeah Yeah. for you at least looking at that from a perspective of where you were to where you are now that growth Mm -hmm. you know with the yeah week before as we're recording this week before the album drops Mm -hmm. um and now when this is out with the album like i'm sure it's only going to go up from there um jacket though i want to hear about yes. i want you to tell us people we went the around the, the it's okay to the jacket it's all right it's all right that's uh, that's my job is to get us back that's beautiful you know? uh the jacket um inner child you know inner child theme on the album i kind of i knew i wanted a costume because when you're a kid and you put on whatever you know whatever it is you feel you feel like the shit mm-hmm. and it wasn't too much deeper than that like i love how Sometimes I leave interviews and I'm like, I have this side of myself where I'm like, oh, dude, there's so much concept and bullshit. Like, I love that for this, I can just say, like, I just thought it was cool. Um, so, <laughs> just thought it was cool. Um, but it's a, there is meaning behind that too. Uh, so, our friend Taryn, they um, painted it. So the suit started off blank, obviously a white suit, and that ties in with the, like the white canvas in the film. Mm-hmm. Um, but the white suit kind of re- represented to me like it's a it's a you know it's a nice look, but it also represents like a rigidity when it's if it's channeled that way. Like, um, and then the suit getting painted is just like le- letting loose a little bit. You mm-hmm. know, it's like it's shout out flower thief. Shout out flower thief. You killed it. Yep. Um, and there's symbols on the suit, mm-hmm. um, which I could talk about. That's that's the stuff I'm. Uh, that's, I, I, that's the stuff I want. Yeah. So like, if you check out the suit, um, you'll see like a little a mouth on it, painted on it, and it's saying KLM. So that's like my sister Kelly, Lindsay, and then me, Matt, Mako. Um, and then the mouth is like my nephew, who's almost three was a huge inspiration to all of this. Um, he got one, too. He got a little one as well. He got a like. little suit. Shout out Flower Thief again. Uh, <laughs> painted an exact replica of the suit. Like, it looks exact, and it's crazy. Like, they just killed it. But um, Shout out Charlie. Shout out my nephew Charlie, too. Uh, but, no, he really did inspire me a ton just because he, he just helped with that, that concept of not getting too deep, just living, just being mm. a kid, you know. And... Um, but anyways, the mouth is because there's this video of him at daycare, and it was such a beautiful video because he stands up in front of his daycare class and says the ABCs, and I've never seen him get nervous, but you can tell he's a little visibly nervous. He's, like, standing like this, but he gets through the ABCs, and it's fire, and uh, and I just like that. Like, it, it, it stood out to me. I'm like, he just got on stage, and he was brave. Yeah said mm-hmm. the ABCs that was his moment that was his performance that was his Coachella 
Uh, <laughs> Let's uh, go. So that's one of the symbols. There's there's washers like from a hardware store on the on the uh, shoulder, and um, that just represents like I wanted things on the suit that made me feel good, that made me feel connected, that made me feel strong. And I remember just going to Ace Hardware local hardware stores with my dad a ton when I was younger. Mm. Uh, we spent a lot of a lot of time there, um, and so I put those there. And then there's like Saturn right here, and I'm just about to. You know, I'm not super into astrology, but I'm about to hit my Saturn return, which is like when you really lock into your purpose. Mm-hmm. It's a period of, of time uh, between a certain um, amount of years. So that's there on the back. There's like five. Um, there's like a flower with five petals um, and each one represents someone I've I've lost that it is like an angel to me now. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's symbols all over it. But yeah. oh, it's so cool, man. I just yeah. <laughs> That's so cool. So cool. Um, no, in all seriousness, though, like I just love the sort of again, it goes off from the branding too, uh-huh. but also just the fact that you'll have you'll have that suit forever, mm-hmm. yeah. even if you don't wear it ever again after Probably this. Probably wear it at my role. wedding. Honestly, <laughs> why? Why not? I mean, like at this point, like hit up Flower Thief for for maybe a dress that that's painted that way. But just know? like I said, just to have that, yeah. And to have that, and for your actually for your nephew too to have that, even oh, like he'll yeah. grow out of it at some point. So but for him to keep it mm. and have it as a memento, and then just like when he's old enough to like be able to look back on all this, be like, oh, I was a part of this when I was like a kid. I probably don't remember much of it, yeah. but like it's really, or maybe he will. I don't know. It's just really interesting for him to have that. You know, your, your kids kids can can wear it if if That's you crazy. have kids too. That's yeah. true too. No, hopefully it's, by then it's a platinum album, and my kids can just wear it. <laughs> I love it. No, I mean, dude, just everything. It seemed like with the detail that you paid attention to with this entire album, mm-hmm. the rollout, the pr- the promotion for it, um, I just the production, all of it. You guys just really, I feel like, put your heart and souls into it. Yeah. And I'm happy for both of you. Thank you. I mean, it's just it's amazing body of work. Guys, if you haven't checked out Cool yet, I don't know what you're waiting for. Obviously, I'm sure you wanted to get through this interview, which what, was probably smart. What are you waiting for? <laughs> hey. It's on your local streaming service. What are you waiting for? It's on Napster. Is it on? Is it on LimeWire? Can, can I download it illegally it's on, on LimeWire or no? LimeWire? That's a good it's question. It's on your local torrent site. <laughs> don't do it. But listen. Pay the artist. My last, my last question. No, seriously, guys, stream, stream, stream the cool. album. Stream, stream cool. cool is out. It's seven songs. It's a journey. Uh, production by Defraze on five. We got Blake. We got Edwin. A lot of people behind the scenes that help too. Which I'm gonna. There will be a post for that. But yeah. hell yeah, hell yeah. Last, last question before we uh, we sign off here. Uh huh. Favorite song off of Cool. I know I'm asking you to ch- choose between seven of your babies. Yeah. Who's your favorite child? But every every parent secretly has a favorite child you know mm-hmm. so <laughs> no uh mm-hmm. i will say it sh- it changes and everyone else says that but it really does change uh and right now the favorite is sky garden because because sky garden i think i'm proud of how we stuck with it like the was saying to the very last minute even to the point where it was like we needed to upload the album we're getting anxious about it, but we saw it through. Um, but I think what Sky Garden does is it's a great, um, you know, how I mentioned, you know, I was moving from this place of grief into a place of, okay, we don't have to be toxically positive, but let's view things different here. Let's try to view things from the higher self instead of the false self, the victim self, 
you know, we go through pain, we have to acknowledge it, but let's view it through a way we can choose, you know, it's mm-hmm. like what I say about that is that we can always choose when, when something's difficult, you're going through some shit at work, you're going through, you really do have a choice at how you look at it. Mm-hmm. Uh, well and, and Sky Garden is me moving through that, like passage, that tight tunnel of this to that. It's like, by the end, my grandpa kind of pulls me by the collar and is like, there's serenity, bro. Like, mm. there's, you can find it, just keep going. So that's why I like Sky Garden right now. Yeah. And the sound of it. I just love the, yeah. Absolutely. What's Do you phrase? Yeah, no, I mean, like, like, Matt, like Matt said, I think it changes so much, like, even from, from day to day. And I think message-wise, I think I would also have to agree with, um, sky garden because like kind of just to be able to go on that journey and to have kind of been able to have scored that journey myself like was amazing i think just my favorite song like one that just like hits me the most is um augmented um i think which is made in here correct yes yes the one song made in um i think like also as a producer and i think like a lot of people who also produce might might agree with me um the beats that come together in like five or ten minutes those are the ones that i just like kind of like the most mm-hmm. and can sort of feel connected to the most because they're like so organic almost. Lasting like way. you yeah. getting on the podcast after six months mm. and sometimes it's not less thought yeah. yeah and and i think like we we added some layers afterwards but like the genesis of that beat was under 10 minutes crazy yeah. wow. um and that yeah so and trusting that that because again for someone who's heady and conceptual like trusting that wait did we really just do that in five minutes and it's just as strong as the song we took five days on Mm -hmm. sometimes that happens yeah Mm -hmm. and it's like just trusting it yeah absolutely oh what's your favorite it's a great question um I will have to agree with Sky Garden, as you know. I that is my absolute. I love that song so friggin' much. Thanks, dude. Um, I'll be shocked if it doesn't end up on a year end list. Um, Ooh. But Ooh. foreshadowing, foreshadowing, just a little bit. Um, That's also the most fun one to play live. Too. Yes, the is live it, show like is it, gonna be. Oh, it, we almost. Oh, like really quick, of, we should talk about that slightly because we forgot about this live show. Yeah. Um, I know you. We've. We've. You know. We obviously just did the skit for it, and mm-hmm. uh, which. You know, you guys should check out it's on Instagram, probably on YouTube. Yeah. I think, hopefully, um, but also, but as as a song that I can listen to and throw on and just have some fun with, mm-hmm. my personal one is Secret. Secret, yeah. I like Secret. It's like it's just a fun. It tune. probably embodies the excitement, inner tra- like just that careless. That, that one does a yeah. lot. That yeah. one and Cool, I think, definitely do it the best. Yep. But yeah, so like if I'm looking for a song. I can just like throw on on a sunny mm-hmm. day to just kind of enjoy on some Capricorn because I remember you saying yeah, that about Capricorn's Capricorn is my yeah. shit. But that yeah, I just love the instrumental of Secret. Uh-huh. I think it's just it's mm-hmm. great for like that, uh, yeah, that inner child yeah. that just kind of freeing sort of like spring summertime jam mm-hmm. that you can just play really anywhere. Yeah, it plays well. Whereas Sky Garden, like, I feel like it's it's just heavy. It's heavy. Yeah, you gotta be. It is my favorite, journey. but it's yeah, heavy. Yeah, you're getting it's like heavy. Though. There's like a birth happening in yeah. Sky Garden. You yeah. Know? So, but yeah, the show. You have the show with the show. Dev Soder, Timmy O, Sleeping Bella, June thirtieth. Um, if you obviously are listening to this past June thirtieth, sorry you missed it. But um, yeah, so next one, yeah, uh, Crystal Brooke Ballroom Ripley. in Somerville, Davis Square, uh, June thirtieth. Uh, yeah, we got three 
incredible artist before I go on and then we got a band for for Mako um of four of us total mm-hmm. uh we got some we got some stuff prepared for it uh and this show means a ton to me um I am it's a 500 capacity venue I'm hitting a little above maybe my weight my weight class in terms of what I've sold before but I think sellout or not we're aiming for a sellout but sellout or not it's about whoever's there we just want to put on the best show we can and like and give people a moment because you know the world's been a little more open for a few months or whatever but um i still think people are like itching to get out and experience something that you know when i went to the uh the um the broadway show for um what was it called the david uh burn one uh i can't remember oh i'm blanking right the, now i'm bad with names from the talking heads though and uh in the Broadway show he put on mm-hmm. that was back during the winter like that almost moved me to tears so I think like people are missing getting out there and seeing something mm-hmm. that moves them and I really want to make sure the show moves you by the time you leave you know absolutely well I've seen Timmy O perform live uh, spoiler if you made it this far he's our next guest on the, sh- on the podcast shout out Timmy uh, his episode will be out shortly after this one Timmy's gonna kill it I just know it Oh, dude, he is an amazing performer. I saw like, a little, a few clips, yeah. Oh, so good. And then, obviously, Sleeping Bella has got an absolutely breathtaking voice of an angel. Bella's and, got a band too for the first ooh, time. Ooh, let's go. Yep. And Dev Soder, you're Dev. killing it too. That's my boy too. I love Dev. Dev's Shout incredible, out Dev Soder. dude. He's killing it as well. He's really doing some incredible things, man. Dev just keeps. Dev is one of those artists too that just keeps growing every release. Like, absolutely. there's certain artists you know. That they're gonna grow exponentially each time they drop, mm. and I love that. I was, it's funny you say that because I was just talking to him about that today. Really? Yeah, uh, yeah. I'll tell you a little bit off air, a little bit more. Yeah. We talked about. I want to you know put him on blast, but like no, he we were that we were just talking about that mm-hmm. on air. I mean uh, off air, excuse me. Like really earlier today, it was really interesting. Yeah, um, and that's been the greatest thing for me, man, is to be able to have you like share these conversations mm-hmm. and moments with you guys. Yeah. We will be there June thirtieth, CrystalBallroomBoston.com to get your tickets. Fifteen dollars means a ton and if you could bring a friend it means a ton like that's how this thing is going to sell out and be packed you know? and and it's all ages so you could bring your family you know bring your fam you can't you can't bring a dog right you could no is your it, cats aren't coming my i think you can bring i think my cats told me that they were going to be there so i think I'm you can see. bring cats uh dribbles snakes it's the weirdest combination no dogs though. Well, what? Gerbils and snakes don't sound like that's gonna be a good mix. Cages yeah. though. Cages again. Cages for what? The gerbils? Yeah. You think a snake can can't get through a <laughs> a, a, a cage, bro? That's true. So I mean, so, they do make. We're so trying cages. to you're, you're trying to kill gerbils. So actually. maybe leave your pets at home, but you could bring your grandma. You could bring your whoever. You know. Your I mean, you could realistically bring your nephew if it's you all. Could ages. Bring your nephew. You could bring. Make it a date night. I feel teacher. like. Teacher. Yeah, you could bring um, your teacher. Really? That's a little weird. Your turntable teacher? I mean, like, well, don't like, like bring your. If you're a student, don't bring your teacher. That's I mean, a like, weird. I'm, I'm like thinking about. <laughs> are you promoting? You're promoting some adult, interesting relationships. No, here. <laughs> adult education. I personally am best friends with one of my old, old professors. Shout out Tony Norton, analog craftsman. You've been a Tony inspiration and a continuous inspiration for me. I just, I just got shout breakfast. out the educators. Yeah, I just got breakfast with my old, one of my old teachers. See? Yeah, so like, exactly. I mean, shout like, out Jim yeah, Lombard, like, my yeah. guy. Just don't make it weird, guys. <laughs> yeah, 
Uh, I'll be there with my teacher girlfriend as well, if that's what you're looking there we for. Go. Looking for a teacher. Yeah. I mean, I'll be. We'll be covering. I it, never of course, had any teachers. Your barista. I never had a teacher. I didn't go to school. We'll talk. We'll talk about that off air. Just lies now. How's How's he coming on turntable teacher? He's never been to school. All right, this, this is, is the this only is, class I've been in. The only one you need to be in turntable teachers, baby. Shout out to Mike. I appreciate you. Shout out to Deefy. <laughs> I stole oh, that. You just, you just, you just stole the dap. Am I gonna get one or not? Deefy, I'm sorry. I just like. There's a new nickname that my partner Kelly and um, shout out Kelly uh, <laughs> and Mako have separately coined mm-hmm. Deefy, and it just sounds I like, like a, I don't like it. I don't like it either. But that's why it's that. but that's why it's funny. Like because oh, you, because you guys don't like it. Can we it. cut this out? <laughs> We're gonna cut a lot of this out. Uh, listen, <laughs> but you gotta cool is out everywhere. Yes, right now. Spotify, Apple, title, Deezer. Deezer, people listen to. Uh, yeah, it is on Deezer, actually. <laughs> it actually probably. What's is so on weird is the pre-save link that I have. What pops up is Spotify, Apple, and Deezer. I'm like, bro, I don't know a single human being on this earth that uses Deezer. But, shout out Deezer. But shout out Deezer. I just don't know. No Deezer Deezer. slander on turntable yeah, Deezer. I don't even none. know what Deezer is. All right, I'm, you can I cut. Am, you can cut that out. It was less to to say anything bad about Deezer, but more to say like, what's good with the pre-save link for not putting like at least title like. I think that might be your your particular um, perception of the world. No, the the sorry, I distributor. Oh, it might be. Yeah, yeah. Okay, I won't say the, the, the name, but they're a pretty good distributor. But well, either way, stream. We're cool. off the rails. Wherever you, yeah, this is this has gone completely <laughs> off the rails. But wherever you, no. Do how do get, we want to ground it though? How, what do we want to say last? You well, know? I was just gonna say. Go ahead. I was just gonna say wherever you get your music. Stream cool, whether it's Deezer or Spotify or mm-hmm. so, or if you're normal, like and you use Spotify or Apple Music or Tidal, mm-hmm. um, or if yeah, if you want to be weird and, and use Deezer, go for it. <laughs> and if you don't want to be weird, or no, you be no, cool. hold on, you want to be cool, but be, I think being weird can be cool. So like, let's scratch that. There's two different types of weird. Yeah, if you don't want to be like the the negative weird, you should be there on June 30th at the Crystal Ballroom, <laughs> yes. seeing Mako, Timmy O, but get weird. Yeah, for sure. Sleeping totally. Bella and Dev Sleeping Soder. Bella. Yeah, yeah, those two as well. Uh Dev Soder, Sleeping Bella, Timmy O, Mako, June 30th. We could say it in different All words. ages. Oh, sorry. 7 p.m. doors. 7 p.m. $15 tickets. Show of the summer. I'm putting it bet it. Bet it in Vegas. Show Nine of the summer. 9 days into the summer. Show of the summer. Let's 9 go. days in, Fair June enough. 30th. Yeah. Or, or is it or, 10? No, none. Something like that. And that, there we have it. There is Mako's album analysis episode for Cool. This was a pleasure. This was amazing. Thank yeah, you guys was. so much. Seriously, this was incredible. I appreciate thank it. You. Appreciate no, you. Thank you for having listening. me. Bye. Yeah. These pop up podcasts are fun. I'm enjoying these. Maybe yeah. we'll do some more soon. These were these were where, both completely by accident, by the way. Too. Where are we at? What are we calling Dan's place? Is it Shangri La? Is this, what, you want to call it just Scarfola? Scarfola. 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 <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We yeah. were, we were, there's a, there's a great, uh, maybe we'll grab a picture of it. We'll put it at the end here. There's a great little backyard that we were thinking about, but the wind was just not doing a Rick Rubin esque. Yeah. The trees are speaking right now. My <laughs> friends, the trees are out here. He means the wind is blowing. <laughs> right? You're going to think we're all like high. <laughs> <and> <laughs> tone, seriously. We'll the cut trees 90%. are loud back there. That's all I'm saying. Once I'm I'm Mike with the turntable teachers. This is Mako. I'm Mako. I'm Mike. I'm defrase. <laughs> there will be a blooper reel for this one. Anyway, I'm Mike. Love this- to turntable teachers.
<laughs> I think he's trying to do that. Try. I'm Mike. This is Mako. This is D-Frizz with the Turntable Teachers. This was Mako's album analysis, and class is officially dismissed. Out of here. Peace. Turn, 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 turn.